Welcome back, y'all, to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. This is just a trigger warning. This podcast episode will have a graphic description of murder and just wanted to put it out there. If you are listening, just as a fair warning. Imagine a situation, it's so hard to put this into words, something that goes so far deep into understanding the human spirit and just being shocked and appalled. The podcast episode I'm getting in tonight really has a story of multiple levels. Um, We have a family, we have an ex-family, we have a rising social media star, we have a disgruntled family, we even have aspects of cannibalism in a Dexter-like kill room. Today we're going to be talking about the unfortunate tragedy of Abby Cho and how she lost her life. Abby Cho was a social media influencer within Hong Kong. You could see her often posting multiple things and having a lot of great deals. When I say deals, she was working with Dolce Cabana. She had a a deal with Chanel. She was meeting with the likes of Pharrell um, and really influencing and having having a strong presence within Hong Kong as an influencer. She did come from wealth. Her family made lots of money in construction. Um, and she was 28 years old, a mother of four. Her estimated net worth was around um, 17 million. So it's pretty good for a 28 year old. Married twice, first to her first husband, Alex Khan, and her second husband, who she married in 2016, Chris Tame, and who's been married and she had two kids. So where does the story begin? So around February 14th, Abby Jo posted on her Instagram, talking on February February 14th, being on the cover of a magazine. Within it, you can have a transition point after those days where she would be killed, dismembered, and her head would be found in a vat of soup. Yes. Um... Whenever we look into this story, I really want to focus on giving you all the information up front so you're tracking it. I can give you the context and allow allow the information to kind of go from there because with all of the stuff I'm about to say, it's going to take a lot. So going back to Abby's first husband, and we'll just refer to him as Alex. Alex and Abby were married and divorced I think prior to 2016 and they had two kids within this situation there, there, there was a kind of a closeness group. So what kind of where the genesis of this happened is the first and foremost is that Abby had bought a flat, a luxury flat. And within this flat, what she'd done is using Alex's father, Kong Ka. And for this, I'll just call him Carl. Um, I'll just call him Kong Ka. So Kong was Alex's father. And he had been retired from the police force for around 10 years um, and hadn't had any jobs prior up to this point. But as a result of that, 
what happened is Abby and Konka had a deal. And the deal was that they were going to buy this luxury apartment and put it in Konka's name. Now, when we look at the net worth of this apartment, it's around 12 million USD. Like I'm saying before, Abby's total net worth was 17 million. So 12 million adds a lot to her net worth. Well, over the last few months and year, Abby's been wanting to sell this apartment and Konka wanted to hold on to it and put it into a trust. Now, Konka does seem a little bit unhinged and the story I'm about to unveil will give you more information as to why. So now we enter Alex's brother, Anthony. Anthony Kong was Alex's brother, but he also worked for Abby currently. So Abby trusted him very much. There was lots of images of them both being on each other's social media, and he was, in fact, still her private driver, driving her back and forth where she needed to go. She even helped him and his family get into a luxury flat for his two kids. So she's very supportive of him. So, so on February 21st, as normal, Andrew would have picked Abby Cho up. They were going to go to the, the school and pick up her daughter. Little did she know there was a plot put in place in order to kill her. And the family had set up a apartment in Alex's father's name, Kong, on a remote part within Hong Kong. So as she got in the car and drove to her school, she would have driven and Andrew would have driven her. Now, things changed whenever she drove drove into a tunnel, and from that tunnel, Alex, her ex-husband, got in the car. She was surprised, and she was stunned. And from there, they would go to this remote location on February 21st. Within about 24 hours of that point, she would have been reported missing, and the police force would have questioned a lot of different people, and they actually called Alex and his family, and they questioned him just doing routine stuff. And from that point on, they kind of identified that none of their stories were adding up and the alibis were really, really strange. They put a lot of time into it and determining it. And from there, they looked into camera footage and they were able to determine and find actually Abby Cho's car, which was a white Toyota SUV. From that point, what they did is they looked at a different multitude of closed-circuit television, and they tracked the car back to the remote apartment. From there, they cross-referenced it and identified that, in fact, it was Khan's apartment, the father-in-law of the ex-husband. So whenever they dispatched and sent police out there, they would have sent her out around February 28th. At this moment, as they walk and they, they, ex, they execute their search warrant, they go into a house that has limited furniture. I'm sorry, apartment that has limited furniture. As they look around, things seem quite off. They go and they look on the stove and they notice that there's two big vats of soup currently being cooked with egg, with carrots and potatoes. They walk into the next room and they identify that there is a Dexter-like kill room. From there, they immediately become very concerned, look into the refrigerator and find two legs. These were the legs belonging to Abby Chubb. 
and within those vats of soup were actually remnants and parts of Abby's body being cooked in that soup. Mind you, there's speculation that because of this story, maybe the family was potentially eating or going to eat Abby Cho. From there, the police arrested the family, sent out search warrants, and Alex, the ex-husband, was caught leaving for a ferry out of Hong Kong. Within this story, what really sticks out is how the whole family potentially created a motive to find Abby, kill her, in order to keep the money from the flat. Now, like I said before, Kaz, Kong's father, Kong, the father-in-law, was actually an ex-police officer. So a lot of speculation on my end takes place where I wonder why they were going to eat her and what was the reason. I think if they're wanting to get rid of a body potentially, but it seems so morbid to do such a thing. And at the same time, you know, has this been executed or done before by this family? This whole family is now being persecuted and they were arrested immediately and put into jail. And the father-in-law is considered to be the mastermind before this whole case. So you're looking at an ex-police officer doing this whole thing in order to keep $12 million. Now, presumably, the cherry on top for this whole story is the fact that she uh, he would have asked Chris Tame, her current husband, to help with legal services and pay for his lawyers. So that's what's coming out. So when we get into it, the cops, whenever they actually arrived on scene, they found a lot of actually Abby's... Um, her, her purse, her purple purse, a lot of her credit cards and everything there. That's how they knew. Then they ran the DNA and it was a direct match. And they also dispatched horses to the local landfill in order to find different body parts and DNA there as well. So they tried to cut her and scatter her out across multiple areas as well as potentially eat her. When I first heard of this, I was stunned. I cannot believe this story. It's probably one of the craziest ones I've ever heard as it relates to a family trying to get rid of somebody. So what is next for the Kong's family? Well, the death penalty has been taken out of Hong Kong in 1993. So if they are found guilty, they cannot have any any issues with the death penalty. Now, Hong Kong has current rule, potentially partnerships with Beijing, but I don't think there'll be any extradition going on. This ties into the same story what happened with Hong Kong and Taiwan back in the day that created a, all the riots, but I digress. More than likely, they will be tried for life in prison. But this story will have a stigma on the family for years to come. And it's really unfortunate for Abby Cho's family. And what makes this case, I mean, insane is I really feel for the kids. You have two kids with Abby Cho and Alex, and they're going to have to hear about how this individual and their family killed their mother and potentially ate them. So for me, it doesn't get any more gruesome than that. And I wanted to bring this story because it's one that I think Abby's story should be told for who she was and what she was able to do with her time in Hong Kong. And there's nothing but praises said to her from her husband and her family.
And her husband called her a kind, gentle soul and spirit. For me, if I do speculation on why things happened, I mean, it seems like because the father, the father-in-law had potential experience as a police enforcement or a law, a law enforcement officer, maybe he thought he'd figure something out in order to commit the perfect crime, but it was far, far, far from the perfect crime. You know, being able to track the camera footage always to determine from there on that point, as well as understanding that maybe there was so much arrogance there or some type of delusion. The fact that he would have asked Chris Tam, the now the 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 husband of Abby for money for illegal fees is really just insane to me. You know, it sounds like this guy was probably a sociopath and a narcissist and able to talk his family into doing this in order to make money and keep that luxury flat of Abby and sell it at some point. Now, I don't know how they would have thought they'd ever get away with this, but it's, it's, it's one really for the books. And I think from here, it's really interesting to see what happens, but also for the family. I know the family within Chinese religion, it's really, um, if the body's cut in multiple different points, it's really hard to ascend into heaven. So the family did hire a shaman to come in and clear out the energy, bring things together and try to help Abby pass over to the next world. But within this story, it is one that I've never heard before. It is something of real, real concern. And if we are going to, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Abby Cho's Instagram. And this quote said, embrace every moment in life. I leave you with that, and I will see you tomorrow. With that being said, I will be offering a new and improved way to create a podcast. I have been working on a podcast for the last eight months and I've really learned a lot about all of the issues that takes place with the podcast, how to do the branding, how to do the marketing, understanding social media. Within my first seven months of doing the podcast, I only had 350 downloads. Within the last month, I have had 400. I'm creating a formula for people who want to have podcasts as well. Sometimes it can be overwhelming and there's a lot of information to understand and market it. But I am putting together something that can help you. And if you are interested in learning from this or wanting to know more information, please DM me, DM me at Instagram at the, all one word, master of none, underscore podcast. Thank you. And we'll get back to you tomorrow.